taking a few minutes uh, to start your day uh, with this devotion, devotion number 30 in the series that I call Creation, Rebellion, Redemption, and Consummation. And we're in uh, the little epistle of 1 John, and we're in chapter 3. And we have been looking at what I have called birthmarks of the believer. And uh, we're going to look at uh, the birthmark that I will call uh, uh, the uh, possession and the experience of practical righteousness. And uh, let's look, if we can, at beginning in verse 4 of chapter 3. John wrote, Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or has known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous, as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of a devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. Uh, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's, God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. But this is, but this, it is, by this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. John says it very simply, uh, very practically here uh, in the final verse of what we read, verse 10. It is obvious. It is evident. Well, who are the children of God? Well, they are the ones who practice righteousness or practice obedience or practice purity, practice holiness. They, they uh, are diligent about not allowing sin uh, to dominate uh, their uh, lives. The one that has no concern uh, for sin in their life, uh, they're unrighteous and they're not of God. And then he touches on what we've touched on previously, uh, the reality of loving our brothers. Now, I think some other translations even uh, use a little different tense of, of the verbs in, in, in saying something along the lines that uh, the believer does not sin. Okay? Uh, that's not the way the ESV translates it. And I think they get the nuance correct in that we do not keep on uh, in an unbroken pattern of sin. I think that's what John has in mind. It's not that the believer does not experience the lapse into sin, that, that we don't disobey, that, that we are not frustrated by the realities of our flesh. The believer does sin. He's made that clear previously, that the believer is very aware of the reality of sin. But we are grieved by our sin, and sin is not our practice. As Paul would say, sin is not our master any longer. And so uh, the one who knows Christ, that is from verse 6, the one who abides in him does not continue the ongoing practice, uh, the unbroken realities of sin. Uh, that, that God has interrupted that by His grace, by the transforming work of, of the Spirit. We no longer have the appetite uh, for sin. We have the appetite for the things of God. That is, we pursue holiness. We practice 
righteousness. And so God marks his children by breaking uh, the power, the stranglehold that sin has upon us, and we see this reality uh, working out in our life that we no longer love nor no, no longer practice sin. And so again, we see uh, this mark that, that the world sees in us, and we can see in ourselves that the things that we used to love, namely sin, we now hate. And the things we used to hate, namely righteousness, we now love. And so God assures us that we, as, we are His children because what? We no longer keep on sinning in an unbroken pattern. We fail occasionally, but that does not define our life and it does not ultimately defeat us. And so I pray that God will bless your day and I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.